Head in the Clouds is produced by Zoe Cloud for Head in the Clouds Radio. Hi, this is Zoe, and you're listening to Head in the Clouds. This morning, I woke up to sunshine streaming through my window. This was entirely unexpected because today's forecast was cloudy with a slight chance of rain. And on overcast days like that, I normally keep my shutters drawn, keep my shades down. I don't want to see the outside. There's something about a gloomy overcast day that really wreaks havoc on my mood and so i like to block it out as much as possible in fact i much prefer rainy days or stormy days to overcast ones i don't know the science behind that and why i have such a deep visceral reaction to seeing an overcast day why it makes me want to retreat into an alternate universe why it zaps away all of my motivation and my desire to make good of my day but Inevitably, it does, and so I like to block those days out as much as possible. Last night, I forgot to draw my shutters. And when I woke up this morning, I realized the sun was shining through. And this almost serves as a metaphor to me for life. Yesterday, I had a moment where I really spiraled into a pit of sadness. And normally when this happens, I try to numb those feelings as much as possible. Try to do anything to just not have to think about it, which normally results in me not engaging with my day, not engaging with things that I need to get done, but instead spending my time buffering, watching TV, searching for snacks, doing anything to keep my mind off the things that are haunting me rather than addressing them and taking action. But I realize in me doing this, I have this aversion to negative feelings because I associate them with being paralyzed, with being powerless. But the truth is, it's not the negative feelings that paralyze me, it's the numbness I create to shield myself from it. I'm about to share another analogy, and I know this is creating a bit of an analogy inception, but please bear with me, I am going somewhere with this. So several years ago, I stopped taking pain relievers like Tylenol, Ibuprofen, Advil. I'm not trying to share any medical advice here, but I have my own personal medical reasons for why I stopped taking these things. What I noticed is whenever I had a headache or pain that I was dealing with, I immediately became very solution-oriented. I wanted to figure out why I had the headache, 
what was causing the headache, isolating potential causes, and then finding out how to truly heal and remedy whatever damage I'd done to my body to cause the headache in the first place. And in doing that, I realized I started to experience much fewer headaches until it became so uncommon for me to experience a headache that whenever I did, I almost immediately knew what had caused it and I was able to treat it properly. And this rang true for a lot of different ailments with my body. When I allowed myself to feel the pain, instead of masking it, I could listen to my body better when it was telling me that something was wrong and it was easier for me to figure out why. And I think I also began to have more of an appreciation for those days when I truly did feel good. As someone that deals with all different types of chronic pain, I will be the first to tell you that it's not easy to deal with and I don't want to glamorize it, but this small change in habit and how I approach my pain definitely had a positive impact on my life. I'm starting to realize that that shift that I had with how I dealt with my physical pain needs to happen with how I deal with emotional pain and discomfort. Being sad is normal as much as being in pain is normal. It doesn't mean that we should always... Not gonna lie, I was BSing a bit here and completely lost my train of thought. I don't really have this down to a science and I'm not entirely certain how I should approach this, but I think I need to spend less time trying to shield myself from emotional pain, but spend more time interacting with it, spend more time engaging it to understand the source of it. Alright, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm going to stop for a moment and just follow my intuition. Right now I'm getting very frustrated and sad and I'm experiencing a lot of negative emotions right now because my allergies are really aggressive at the moment and I know I sound very nasal and unlike how I did at the beginning of and, and very unlike I did when I started this show. The lack of consistency in my voice is really is really aggravating to me and I'm right now several episodes behind in recording and the fact that my voice isn't improving and I'm finding myself more hoarse and more congested and sounding less and less like the less and less like my average self I'm having trouble figuring out how to move forward and how to deal with this. And while I'm talking about negative emotions and I think trying to weave together some deep analogy behind why I should face pain and sadness and interact with it and that somehow makes me better, I don't know, or improves my life in some way. And the truth is, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to make this better. I wanted this 
audio series to be a refuge of sorts. I wanted it to be something that I could look back on and find solace in something that I've created. And in the process of recording and not recording this series, I've re-listened to my first episode where I say that even if one is not entirely satisfied with something that they've created, it could mean a heck of a lot to someone else. And right now, I'm really trying to rest in that in some way because it's hard for me to imagine that this, what I'm speaking into this mic right now is going to be something I want to settle on. I don't know how I'm going to make this work. I don't know if this level of vulnerability is even valuable to anyone. And I think that is also my greatest fear that in the moments that I'm really struggling and I'm not having a good time and not in a way that I can take some valuable nugget from it to transfer, but in a way that is entirely unattractive. I, I don't know how to alchemize that into something worthwhile for other people, into energy that's worth transmitting. And that scares me. It scares me having not just moments like that, but days like that, weeks like that, where I don't feel like I really have anything worth giving. I don't want to push it and I don't want to create something that feels forced in any way. I feel a little bit like that with my last episode, though not entirely. I just think it didn't really turn out to be what I'd intended or what I wanted it to be. And now I'm rambling into this mic and I feel so emo. <laughs> I think I wanted to present as my higher self as much as possible in this audio series. Maybe I created something that wasn't sustainable. I said in a previous episode that I see my life like a movie. Lights, camera, action. And that that has helped me get through a lot of hard times because when I'm having a low point, I know that something good is coming on the other side of it. That there's something rising. That the climax is coming. And maybe right now I just have to trust that. I think what I do want to leave you with is I want to start feeling more comfortable with the negative emotions and realize that they're just information. It's just signals. Maybe it's not as cold as that or as unnuanced as that, but in some way it, it is information 
and it's not something I want to be afraid of. I want to leave my shutters and shades open because you, you never know when the sun may come out. I guess what I was trying to say before is when I was blocking out the day because it was overcast, it's possible I miss the five minutes of sunshine when they did happen. Life is like that sometimes. And I want to remain open for the possibility of five minutes of sunshine. I want to be comfortable with sadness so that I can be open to happiness. Because in a way, they're two sides of the same coin. The irony is that when you're experiencing one, the other is always on the other side. Dr. Holly Phillips is with us. Good morning. Good morning. I was really surprised when I when I heard the headline of this study because sure. we all take Tylenol pretty frequently. What did yeah. we learn? Uh, we've known for a while that in addition to relieving pain, Tylenol also may blunt our negative emotions or our emotional pain. This study took it a step further and said that in addition to uh, affecting negative emotions, it may also affect positive feelings as well. What they found was that compared with people who took placebo, those who had taken acetaminophen had a less strong emotional reaction across the board, both to negative things and to positive. We know that pain is not a local phenomenon, right? Mm -hmm. If you have pain in your knee, it's not just there. It affects nerve, nerve receptors there, but then that moves to nerve tissue, your central nervous system, and parts of your brain that affect emotion, but importantly, that affect both positive and yeah. negative emotions. So if you might relieve negative feelings, you also may relieve those positive feelings as well. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, you are about to enter the mind of a perfectionist. Please keep your hands and feet in the ride at all times. Disturbing sights may include neuroticism, overreactions, panic, and the most notorious, Dramatics. Please enjoy the ride. There is an undercurrent of deep sadness that I don't want to talk about, but can't seem to escape. It's behind me, isn't it? I fear I bring it with me wherever I go. I'm straining from one second to the next to appear unbothered and grateful. Sweaty palms and underarms. I'll be discovered any minute now. I meditate for momentary relief, but it's only a salve and not a potion. The pain is back and leering over my shoulder again. Just ignore it. I think to myself. And then ignore it until I can't. Am I acting strange? Sorry. There's a dragon breathing down my neck. I thought I was fine for a moment, but how long did I think I could hide a dragon? I think I'm ashamed of my sadness. I can't seem to experience it without letting someone down. I wish I could just be sad in peace. I think then I might enjoy it, like a good kind of pain, like being sore from a workout or a deep tissue massage. I'd enjoy it and then it would simply pass having accomplished what it was meant to. But instead, 
I hold it hostage underneath. I put chains on my dragon to keep it concealed. But that just means it can't leave me when it's ready. Sometimes I want to lament. I don't know if I've experienced anything worth lamenting, but try telling that to my heart, my soul. They don't know any better. Empty platitudes have never been convincing. Grief echoes through the world and my soul yearns for, no, begs for mercy. I'm watching the Twin Towers fall. To be born is a death sentence. The funny thing about life is that it's defined by death. Birthdays celebrate one more year lived and one less left. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? If I'm wallowing, it's not the end of the world. I only want to stay in the sadness for a little while, give it time. I don't want to deny the undeniable anymore. I want to face it, have a conversation with it, challenge it, ask it why. It'll only take a minute. Oh wait, were you scared of my dragon? Did you think it would swallow you whole? Look, I wish I could promise it wouldn't, but the truth is, I don't know. I've never set it free before, but something tells me it won't, as long as you don't run. If I could stop time to be sad, I would. I would walk around in the temporal void. I'd watch sad movies and cry until I felt better. I'd feel the burn of joy on the other side of my tears. The comfort on the other side of pain, knowing full well that my capacity to experience sadness directly reflects my capacity to experience joy. I'd have a moment of euphoria. Then, I'd return to the clock-driven world, no one the wiser, so they'd not have to worry, not have to fear what they can't control. We make sad people feel so burdensome, I think. I'm guilty of it, too. Everyone's afraid of dragons they don't know. So we watch others suspiciously, making sure they never unleash such beasts, forever linking all dragons to their owners. But maybe we were never meant to own grief, rather to experience it only briefly. But we've become so scared of the inevitable, I'm afraid. We fear dragons, and yet we breed them. But dragons were never meant to be slaves. What have we done? I wish to undo this harm, however unqualified I may be. I'm trusting the little voice of courage within. It says, do not be afraid. I told you I was dramatic. <laughs> I think I'm going to give myself some time to focus on my health 
and maybe just a couple weeks to get my voice back in good condition and spend some time just enjoying life, reflecting so that I can have more to share and more to give. I'm so thankful for what I've been able to accomplish with these last few episodes and I hope that they've meant something to those of you who are listening. This process has definitely meant something to me and I'm so genuinely excited for what's to come because I know that there's something on the other side of what I'm experiencing right now and I can't wait. I'm Zoe, and this has been Head in the Clouds.